0: What's up gumbo listeners Demetrius here with another data protection gumbo episode for you and today I have Dave North director of technical operations at rewind on and Dave has been around the tech scene for 25 years covering all kinds of roles from enterprise support to product manager. And in 2011, as a product manager, Dave conceived and brought to market the Signiant Media Shuttle SaaS service, which is now used by millions of media and entertainment users worldwide. Now shifting gears, Dave switched to a DevOps role in 2013 and has since been a leader in SaaS companies using AWS. Now at Rewind, Dave leads the technical operations team, DevOps, security and IT. And when he's not speaking at AWS local meetups or participating in AWS UX studies, Dave is obsessed with other tech in the form of Formula One motor racing. So Gumbo listeners, Dave goes into details on the importance of protecting all types of SaaS data, including Shopify, BigCommerce, GitHub, Trello, just to name a few, And also why the shared responsibility model is key to understanding and implementing a solid backup and recovery strategy for all of your critical data, regardless of where it is. So let's get right into this episode. Welcome to the Gumbo, Dave. How are you today? I'm great. Great. Good to be here. Well, all right, Dave. It is a pleasure to have you on Data Protection Gumbo today, and let, let's start off with an easy question that you should be able to knock out of the park. You know, how did Rewind start? Tell us about the company and what you guys are up to.
1: So, Rewind started oh, 2015, I think it was. Um, there was two chaps who who wanted to work, work together on a side project, side hustle. And uh, they saw a, a need for backing up uh, e-commerce stores and specifically Shopify in the beginning. Um, so there were two guys, James and Mike. And in their spare time, evenings and weekends, they worked on what now became Rewind. Um, so they worked on on spinning up a service that could back up and restore your your Shopify e-commerce store.
0: Okay. So Shopify was the only objective initially. I'm sure you guys are expanding beyond that now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Shopify was the first one. There was a natural synergy there because uh, we're located in in Ottawa, Ottawa, Canada, and Shopify is also headquartered in Ottawa, Canada. So Shopify was, well, was and is a big player in the Ottawa region, and um, figured we'd start with something that we got is local. We can get local support from, and since then, yeah, we then expanded to um, uh, Big Commerce. So Big Commerce is another e commerce platform um where people spin up uh, e-commerce stores we expanded to uh, the accounting vertical with quickbooks and um, and recently we've just added uh, trello and yeah we we're going to we're going we're gonna to be backing up something like uh, uh, 12 to 15 platforms by the end of this year
0: wow so all saas based type platforms and uh, now w- what was the conversation like in- initially like certain customers were having issues they were losing maybe their shopify buckets or accounts or you know how how did that how did that come about like what were some of the conversations like okay we're going to focus on protecting shopify data what what were some of those those issues
1: yeah that's a good question the um the uh you know, everyone just assumes that, oh, I'm using these these SaaS providers and and don't they have backups? Um, and, and as somebody who used to run a SaaS service myself, um, I worked in a DevOps team for many years running a SaaS service. Um, of course, we have a backup, but we have a backup of the entire service, not necessarily your store individually. So if a data center catches fire, we can restore the whole service. But if you make a mistake or something happens with, with your piece of the service, yeah, it's it's not backed up. Um, so if you t- you know take that into the e-commerce space specifically, you know, you've got a store, a store may have thousands of products on it and somebody could make a mistake, you know, uh, group delete 500 products. Oh, no, they're gone. And of course, while they're not there, you're you're losing money. You know, that's directly impacting revenue. So there's a there's a direct revenue implication. Um And then the other side of it is, is you know, with, with all these platforms, and it's not just e-commerce, it's now almost every SaaS platform, they allow other people to write apps and plug them into your piece of the e-commerce platform. So, in the case of Shopify, there's many apps that, that can be plugged into there. And, you know, some of them may, may go rogue, may do something you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I've, I've now just repriced all my items and everything is now a penny. Um,
0: wow. So how... That is scary.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's very scary really. And it's, it, I mean, a lot of the protection is around these kind of cases where, where it's, it's, it's not something intentional that's happened or a disaster. It's a human error or an application error or something unexpected has happened. And you, You know, time is money. You need to get that Mm -hmm. stuff back as quickly as possible. Before you would be, you know, re-entering stuff or re-importing spreadsheets. Now it's press a button and rewind.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? There's been a debate out in the backup and recovery and data protection market for maybe like the last ten or fifteen years, and you don't hear it often anymore. But there was a conversation around, oh, we have a backup, or let's take a snapshot, or let's archive it, and there's a difference between those particular terms. Right. So can, can you talk us through the difference between a copy and a backup?
1: I'll talk about a couple of different areas there. So there's in in the case we have actually a product rewind copy, okay, um, and that will allow you to copy, for example, uh, one e-commerce store to another. So why typically people typically do this is for hey, I want to make some changes to my store, but I don't want to change the production version, or I want to make changes to my uh, my SaaS platform, but I don't want to make changes to production version. Um, then you've got copy where people can download a copy. Of their SaaS platform and have like a snapshot sitting on, on say, their machine. Uh, there's a lot of places will have functionality or a lot of applications will have, uh, you know, an export functionality. But the, of course, the problem with that is that's a point in time only. Um, so, you know, you may you may run an export every Friday. Oh, I forgot this week or I was on vacation or whatever. It's like, eh, I've got no export. Whereas, you know, if, if you take a tool like Rewind or, or some other backup tools, they can do point in time backups, but they can also do real or near real time backups where...
0: Okay. So like a roll forward type of logging or something. Yeah, like a
1: transaction log essentially. Yeah. Transaction yeah. log, yeah.
0: right, yeah. Yeah. A database. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So that, that I mean that's what we have at Rewind. We believe you kinda need both. You want that kind of, you know, periodic snapshot nightly backup. But you'd also like that thing where, oh, you know, I just changed the image on five thousand products at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. I'd kinda like that that change uh, copied then, not when some nightly backup runs at
0: midnight. So so you have some type of database technology on the back end that's capturing and tracking and responsible for all the information of what's being backed up and protected, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have have a lot. Actually, we run all of our infrastructure in Amazon Web Services, uh, AWS. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, we use a lot of uh, AWS services. In fact, Rewind was kind of written to run cloud native. Um, so we use as many managed services in AWS as we can, and then of course we've got our own special source for, you know, tracking what has changed, what have we backed up, what have we yet to back up, um, and and of course doing all this at scale is the interesting thing. Um, okay. Y- y- you know, we we deal with like hundreds of millions of changes a day, so.
0: Mm. Okay. And it it seems that, you know, from my perspective and what I see, I, I see a lot of people are, you know, often surprised that cloud providers don't necessarily guarantee, you know, the safeguarding and the recovery of your data. So, how does that, well, actually, give me the rewind experience from, safeguarding and also recovering data just from a cloud perspective
1: yeah so so this this is actually a common a common uh, misconception as i said in the beginning that people don't realize that that the provider you're using the SaaS application whatever it may be they have a backup of the whole service but not necessarily your individual slice of that service um so you know I keep using e-commerce as an example because everyone understands a store. Um, but your store, if you have a problem um, and you go to your provider, they're going to say, mm, "There's nothing we can do. The fact you've deleted those hundred products is we can't help you recover that." You know, um, so that and, that and that has actually been um, it, just an, an educational point of view is educating people that that is the case because uh, you know we, we all mistakenly believe we're using a SaaS service; they have a backup, right? and and the and of course, everyone will say, yes, of course they have a backup, but what do they have a backup of? You know do they have a backup of each individual piece or just the whole thing um so yeah so so we uh, play specifically on this is is we're allowing you to back up your piece of this public cloud provider um and and keep it under your control and restore to whatever change you want to restore to um it's kind of sandbox within your environment,
0: okay. You know? So, so there's there seems to be a shared responsibility also, uh, since, since since we are talking cloud, that there is a shared responsibility model. I think AWS, you know, has has one that they you know have published and they make sure their customers know what that shared responsibility is. What? Why do you think that exists? What? What's your perspective from, from a shared r- responsibility perspective?
1: I, I love the term shared responsibility. I, I latched onto this term many, many years ago when I first started using AWS, and I love it because, because it clearly describes that, okay, just because I'm using a cloud or somebody else's services, that doesn't mean they take care of everything. There's a piece that they take care of, and there's a piece that you take care of. And I first came across the term shared responsibility in the in the area of of data security or just security, um, and in particular with public clouds, they are generally taking care of um, you know physical security that they've got fingerprint readers, they've got you know retina scanners, that access to data centers is tightly controlled, only certain people can access servers, all this kind of stuff. But anything that you run on servers is your responsibility and and I, I i really resonated with that from a security perspective that it it's you know hey they take care of a piece we take care of a piece and then and then there's a natural progression then to backups is like uh we're using this remote service uh you know uh, jira for example and jira backs up the entire service but there's a shared responsibility piece there in that it's my responsibility to make sure that i've got a copy of just my jira data yeah i i, I thought i thought it was a great uh a, it's a great saying that, in two words, accurately describes that you know using any SaaS service. There's there's it, what is it two to tango? There's there's two pieces of it.
0: Yeah, it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, let, let's shift a little bit. So you you're familiar with the three models. Um, so IaaS, PaaS, and SaaS. So infrastructure, platform, and and software as a service. There, there's also you know a lot of misconceptions around. You know, all three of these different types of, you know, services and and the way that that the cloud is kind of chopped up into different categories depending upon what's being provided. Now, just from a restoration perspective and and the way data is protected, do do you think a, a company should also consider maybe having backups on premises or having their own separate server to, you know, maintain their own backups in addition to the backups in the cloud.
1: I do. I think it does make sense. And there's there's a great analogy to this as well, just that, you know, anybody following along at home can follow is, you know, I have a computer here with all my digital photos on from the last 20 years. And, and I want to back those up. I don't want to lose all those memories. So, so I can back those up to a disc that's in my house, but if my house catches fire, the backup is also gone um so you know it bringing that then to the to the you know to uh, cloud services it's the same thing you don't want you don't want your backup existing in the same service that you're using you know i wouldn't i wouldn't feel comfortable using um i don't know think of a saas service like gmail um uh, uh, you know uh, running a backup of all my gmail to gmail that that defeats the purpose of having a backup you know so uh, you know I, I think it does make sense to have have backups in some other medium that is that is disjoint from the thing you're backing
0: up. Mm-hmm. Right, and ha- have some other different methods. And are you familiar with the three two one rule? It's like an old school thing. Yeah, I've for, heard of it before yeah. for backup administrators. Yeah, yeah. And and let, let's let's go a little bit deeper. Uh, I'm really curious about you know how rewind actually works. Technically, so I guess without giving away too much, what, what's happening behind the scenes? Let Let's say if someone has to restore their data.
1: Yeah. So, um, so as I mentioned at the start, we we store all the data within AWS that we back up, um, and and at a high level, there's there's two. Two main pieces to how Rewind is or three main pieces to how Rewind is set up. There's there's a bunch of common services. So no matter which platform we're backing up for you, and we hope that people have multiple platforms. You know, somebody may say, Oh, I'm using QuickBooks for accounting, and my store's hosted on Big Commerce, and I'm using Zendesk for customer support. Way, that's the the trifecta for Rewind. So we have a bunch of common uh uh, infrastructure and services that, no matter what platforms you're backing up, you exist in this common infrastructure. And then we we came up with a model many years ago, well, several years ago, um, where we we break down each individual platform into what's called a pod. And these pods are not to be confused with Kubernetes pods. For anybody uh, listening to this who's into Kubernetes, uh, <laughs> okay. a pod is just here's all the services yeah. we need to back up this platform's data. And those pods can be distributed regionally. So, for example, I'll use Big Commerce. We have a Big Commerce pod in the US and we have a Big Commerce pod in the EU, in Europe. So that if you're in Europe and you don't want your data to leave Europe, no problem. We'll back your data up with our European pod. So essentially what's happening then is Rewind is is backing up your data with all this infrastructure, these pods that are grouped together and storing your data within AWS, encrypted of course, we use encryption on, on every service. Yeah, um, right. And then when you need to do a restore, you would log into the, the Rewind interface, which is, you, you know, I describe to people the Rewind interface as anybody could use it. It's, it's very much like, like Apple Time Machine. You know, you see a, a list of all your, your things that are backed up and then a list of the versions. And you can say, yeah, I want to go back to version five for this particular thing. Um, and at, what, at that point in time, the Rewind app would communicate with the appropriate pod and say, okay, go and restore this item to this platform Um, from this point in time and you know uh, even though you say you know uh, how much can i tell you behind the scenes rewind is just using the public apis for all the platforms we back up so okay that to to me the advantage Mm -hmm. of that is because they're public and they're maintained by the vendors themselves um, we're not doing anything that the vendors don't do themselves there's no that we're not going to break anything it's the same way that you get data into the store is the same way that we
0: so, so so you have different pods and the data is encrypted. Now, have have you ever had to deal with any ransomware type events?
1: Uh, we have not, actually. So actually, at Rewind, we have invested quite heavily in that. Uh, we have a team called the Trust Team. So we've invested quite heavily in security. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. and we're actually just working on a SOC 2 compliance, if people are familiar with SOC 2.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: we we are we're going to be SOC two compliant by the end of this year.
0: Okay. Nice. So and and also really pushing on that AWS button. Are there, are there any? I don't know if you can reveal these plans or not, but so AWS seems like your your primary method. Any any plans for working with the, any of the other public cloud vendors to do something maybe similar, or is that or you can't talk about that stuff right now?
1: No, no I can talk about it. It's possible. I mean, it's I I don't believe we would move our core infrastructure from AWS. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's not a lot of value in that, but it's possible that, um, so for example, with, our with our backups of GitHub, so another platform, a SaaS platform we backup is GitHub. Okay. You have the option of making a copy of your GitHub backup in your storage. And right now that's your S3 storage. So, so we will hold your backup, but we can also give you a copy. So if you want to be, you know, this is the three, two, one case actually, um, uh, it's possible that we could deliver backups to other cloud storage providers that you may have, you know, Azure, Google Cloud. Um, we could, see, I could see that happening in the future for sure. Um, it doesn't, that doesn't happen today, but that's a that, that's a logical extension because there's, you know, a- everybody wants to use the storage that is most appropriate for them. You know, who are we to dictate? Oh, you must use Amazon S3 as your storage. You know.
0: Okay, and so, so you said GitHub backup. I I don't hear that often. Like, what are what are some of the use cases around that? Is is that a growing uh, use case? Are you seeing more and more people now start to say, "Hey, you know, I need to back up, you know, what I have in, in GitHub because something happened to it, and you know, now we're screwed."
1: It is a growing use case, actually, and in fact, in uh, January of this year, we acquired a company um, called Backhub, and um, so they became BackHub? part of Backhub. Backhub. Yep. B a c k h u b. B a c k h u b. Yep. Okay. So they became part of the Rewind family, and uh, that backs up GitHub.
0: Hmm. And um, wow,
1: yeah. So so it, it was kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was it was it was quite exciting actually to uh, to welcome Backup customers and Backup people to the Rewind family. Um, but but yeah, to answer your question of you know, are we seeing growth there? Yes. And the interesting thing about GitHub is and i come from a development background myself is you know people will say but but the source code is naturally distributed you know like with github you generally have a, a single common repository but then all the developers essentially have copies of the source code so don't i don't i have a backup by default and the answer is kind of um, you have a backup of the source code but all of the other metadata within github Issues, pull requests, wikis, documentation—all these other things you don't have a backup of because they're stored in GitHub. So, to me, to me, one of the big values is—is is, yeah, we back up the source code, but it's all the metadata that goes around, um, around all, all the all the other stuff in GitHub. You know.
0: Yeah. So it it, it seems like you have you guys are very. Intelligent and smart and you decided, you know what, let's let's not go after what what these big guys have been fighting over for the last, you know, 20 years. Let's let's identify some of these other, you know, SaaS based tools and, and different platforms like Shopify, Shopify and BigCommerce and QuickBooks and Trello and GitHub and Jira and Zendesk and, you know, all of these things like what what's the process around. OK what's the next thing that we're going to go after? Is that more around just, you know, product product management saying, hey, you know, we've identified these things, or is it like a customer-driven thing where customers say, hey, you know, I have this other SaaS-based tool, and I'm wondering if you could also protect that force, and if enough people say that they need it, then you just build it.
1: Yeah, it, it's a bit of both, actually. I mean, it's very it's very customer-driven. Um, you know, we Rewind is a... Pretty much a customer-focused uh, company, but it really starts with the the product management team. We have we have quite a strong product management team here, and they've come up with a mechanism for scoring um, different platforms. You know, according to number of users, the the value of the data on there. You know, what, what would what would happen? It, like like the GitHub example is a great one of you know what happens if people lose um, all the GitHub metadata. Um, in Trello, what happens if people lose all their boards? You know some people have told us that their business is down for a day so there's a, a very real cost with that um, so yeah so we've we've basically got a, a a mechanism for you know prioritizing platforms our product management team are always talking to customers both existing and for platforms that we're looking to go after and say you know hey you know what how how valuable is this data to you what's your what's your implication if there was an outage or you lose data?
0: Right and and are you mostly selling to IT decision makers like a CIO or CSO is it mostly like IT practitioners Lower level, you know, administrators, etc.
1: Traditionally, it hasn't been, but I but I see this changing now. So as we get into into you know larger accounts, it is more or some of the IT departments that are being involved because because they're the people that know the importance of backups. You know, it's yeah, I mean, right. I used to work in IT myself, and I would always tell people there's two types of people in this world: those that have lost data and those who are going to lose data. <laughs> and 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 IT guys know that because they've all lost yeah. data, you know. Right. Um, so I, I would say traditionally it was no. Though traditionally we were we were selling to the, the you know almost the actual end users, the accountants, the e-commerce providers, the people setting up uh, the developers in the case of GitHub. But as that moves up market to larger enterprises, it is some of the IT practitioners that we're talking
0: to. Hmm. Okay, and uh, I am shift, shifting gears a little bit. The it seems like the job market is like really hot right now. And you know, the pandemic is practically over, almost over. Not we're not out of the woods yet, but they have multiple vaccines and people are getting vaccinated and you you just see you see a lot of uh interesting headlines nowadays. But what advice would you give to someone who is out of a job right now and looking to up level their skill set? And I I'm really curious to see what you have to say, you know, you know, due to where you sit right now within within your organization and your expertise over the last what twenty years, you, you've been you've been around.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've, gosh, I'm I'm an older guy now, uh, man. I've been around <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I, I it, and it's funny. We're, I mean, we're we're in a big hiring boom right now at Rewind. So, to anyone that's listening, check out our Rewind okay. Careers page. But, but um, uh, I, I mean, there's there's so many opportunities for learning out there. Um, I'm a I. I I'm a big believer in, in AWS specifically. I really like the AWS certifications. Not necessarily for getting the certification, but even just taking the certification, some of the way the questions are phrased makes you think, "Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that worked that way." Um, so I like certifications from even from just a learning perspective. And the and and there's so many you know uh, uh, courses out there to do this. Um, and another thing I really like as a as a learning thing is 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 hackathons. Mm, yeah. um, I hired I hired a bunch of people uh, in a past life and um, co-op students, and a lot of because because as a student you have such limited areas to get um, experience. But I think this applies to just anybody. And what a bunch of them had done is they'd gone to local hackathons that were organised by local uh, meetups, universities, yeah, organisations. Right and and it's a chance to a interact with other people and b pick up some new skills and most of the time they were free or they gave prizes you know uh, so i i think that that's another great opportunity just to level up skills you know if you, if you if you're looking for work um try and find something local or even online um in the security realm, I was looking at something this morning around uh, uh, capture the flag. So uh, people will set up these security challenges where you have to break into a system. And and uh, again, there's, th- these are free. You can go and do this anytime. And you'll pick up skills along the way. You know, it, it, It's a golden age of learning, honestly, now. There's just so many resources out there.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah you you can no longer make excuses now to say well I don't have the money or i don't i don't have the time you know because you have youtube you have you know uh, a cloud guru and you have all these different online learning platforms that you can log in and you can watch youtube until you're blue in the face yeah right hundred percent so uh rolling into the final gumbo question and you know I've truly enjoyed our conversation and you know we seem to be talking all things sas and protecting protecting all of the the, the little things that a lot of people in the backup world don't necessarily think about. And, oh, ha- have you guys considered backing up Slack? I think I read another company is actually around protecting data in Slack because Slack has become a critical tool now from a messaging and communication perspective
1: yeah so i can tell you that slack is on our list of platforms that we've uh, we've talked okay. about for the reasons you say it's now become more than just a chat application there's critical business data in there as well.
0: okay so uh, what what's in your crystal ball for the next level of data protection backup and recovery what type of technologies and things that that you're seeing will probably break out over the next year or the next 5 years
1: i i, I honestly think that the the the, the biggest thing that but at least i've seen and i see this expanding even further is just and I'm not saying this because it's just because we back up SaaS applications, but it's more use of SaaS applications. And, and I'll tell you just from Rewind's perspective, as we're going through our SOC 2 certification, we had to go and take a note of all the SaaS applications we're using, what we're using them for, and what is the business criticality. Would you believe, and Rewind is you know 100 people, we use 89 saas applications 89 different saas applications we actually have no it infrastructure of our own the only infrastructure we have is the laptops we use and 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 that was great for us when we had to go to working from home because of the pandemic you know there wasn't any oh no we need a vpn we need more bandwidth so everything's remote honestly i see that expanding i see i see now people are realizing that you can work remote you can work from anywhere Hmm, what's the enabler for that? It's all these SaaS applications. And now you only have to look, and there's a SaaS application for everything, you know?
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Um, I, I, I really think, I just see that expanding even more, um, just, again, based on our own, uh, our own use case, you know? Um, okay. My, yeah, that's it.
0: Fantastic. And do you mind leaving your social media handle, maybe a Twitter or LinkedIn, whatever way, Gumbo listeners might be able to reach out to you if they, you know, have any questions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was lucky enough to grab at Dave North on Twitter and
0: mm, okay. uh, and
1: <laughs> slash, slash Dave North on LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, drop drop me a note anytime.
0: And how often do you check your LinkedIn, Dave? Oh, uh, Go ahead and be honest with five me. Five times a day. Uh, I won't tell you how often I check it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: LinkedIn, linkedin i check quite regularly now because because we are in a big hiring spree so I'm, gotcha, i got Gotcha. got twitter i'm on all the time so
0: yeah and, and, and if i if i see anyone or hear anyone that that's looking because i have lots of people reach out to me um i have the backup and recovery professionals group 22 plus thousand people in it and i am privy to a lot of you know hiring and different conversations around people looking for jobs and being laid off and let go let go etc so i'll definitely reach out So I I truly, truly enjoyed our conversation and I want to thank you for appearing on Data Protection Gumbo and thank you again. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, Have a fantastic week.